Hi, guys. Welcome to the End Times Guy podcast. It's Friday morning, and I was thinking this morning, man, I got to end the note, the, the week on a good note. I've had just nothing but down, gloomy, awful things to say. Um, so much terrible and fearful stuff to deal with. And unfortunately, there's more that I want to share with you today along the same lines. And I'd encourage you to check out an article. It's at childrenshealthdefense.org. It's called Globalist Technocrats Poised to Press the Great Reset Button. It's an excellent, excellent article that really clearly lays out a lot of aspects of the Great Reset. It's probably one of the best resources I've seen for just how far reaching this agenda is and what it means to you and I. It's important information. But there is one um, paragraph early on in the article I want to share with you. It says, as explained by journalist James Corbett in the October 16th Corbett Report, the Great Reset is a new social contract that ties every person to it through an electronic ID linked to your bank account and health records and a social credit ID that will end up dictating every facet of your life. That's frightening. That that language scares me right to the core because the word social contract is also, you could say, covenant. The Great Reset is a new covenant that ties every person to it. What's it? The beast system is it. That's what we're talking about here. The beast system, the final kingdom, the Great Reset is the social contract or the covenant that humanity makes with the beast kingdom. This is how close we are. We are right there at the door. I hope you are prepped. I hope you have uh, food stockpiled and you're ready. You have plans in place, somewhere to go. Um, things are not going to be easy for us in the very near future. Um, it goes on to describe in a lot of really good ways um, what exactly they plan to do. So one aspect of the global reset is asset reallocation. And we have to come to the understanding that we're not going to be governed by leaders who were elected anymore. These are the technocrats, the multi-billionaires and trillionaires like um, Bezos Gates, Buffett, Warren, these wealthy individuals and the corporations, all the businesses they own, the empires they've, they've established will be the rulers of the globe and they will dictate every facet of life here on planet Earth. They want to get rid of capitalism in exchange for uh, socialism they like to refer to as stakeholder capitalism, where the, the corporation exists for the good of the environment, the good of the people, the good of yada, yada, and it doesn't work. People will not go to work and work hard and get things done when they don't benefit from their own labor. It didn't work in any of the failed socialist uh, regimes where it was tried. It doesn't work. The Great Reset has a plan for big food. 
The architects of the plan claim it will reduce food scarcity, hunger and disease and even mitigate climate change. But a closer look at the corporations and think tanks the World Economic Forum is partnering with to usher in this global transformation suggests that the real motive is tighter corporate control over the food system by means of technological solutions. And as you read through this, it's horrifying what they're planning. Um, one of the the suppliers of the food that we're supposed to eat is um, Impossible Foods, which was co-funded by Google, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates. Isn't that wonderful news? They co-founded a company called Impossible Foods, and it makes imitation meat. And a lot of these um, foods are going to be made up of chemicals. They're going to be laboratory concoctions. It's horrifying to think of what, and it's all part of the planetary health diet developed by EAT, which is some sort of uh, food science um, consortium. The diet aims to cut the meat and dairy intake of the global population by as much as 90% and replace it with lab-made foods, cereals, and oil. Yum. I can't wait for my lab-grown food. This is just, but it goes on and on. It talks about the future of healthcare, how it will be primarily virtually handled. Um, it's a great article. I encourage you to read it. Right now, it doesn't matter if it's fear-mongering or frightening. Right now, it matters that we are awake. Um, a part of me wonders, you know, at some point, there has to be a boiling point where people who are awake, people who realize what's going on, decide that they now is the time to fight. If there is a time to fight for our freedom, for our liberty, for our children, that time has come. And at that point, we would all theoretically rise up by force because we outnumber them millions to one. We truly do. How do they deal with that? How do they repress us? And this is the final scary point of the week, I promise. I believe one potential way that they can um, get ahead of us on any kind of uprising against them would be administered through the COVID vaccination. Because if you've done any research on the COVID vaccination, it modifies the RNA in your body. It changes your RNA, your natural RNA, and you're actually like a GMO, a genetically modified organism. Isn't that a wonderful thought? You've heard GMOs are no good for you. Well, now you are a GMO. How does that sound? So it's very frightening. But beyond that is I've heard this suggested from a couple of pretty credible places, and I'm not sure yet whether or not it's true, but the potential that there is nanotechnology in the COVID virus, these it's called hydrogel developed by DARPA, nanobots within your body that can respond to electronic signals and affect um, cell production within your body. So they can control the cells in your body from outside by sending specific digital signals. Now, let's say there is an uprising. There's a revolt. People are saying no great reset, no build back better. We refuse. 
and you've received the COVID vaccine, that nanotechnology is within your body, self-replicating, and they send a signal to it that shuts you down. You know, that would be a tremendous way for them to assert authority over you, to get rid of their opposition, and at the same time show as an example to the remainder of the people that if you defy us, you we end you. That's all there is to it. That would quickly, I mean, it's a digital set of chains around your neck and wrists and ankles. The second you see people around you fall dead because an electronic signal was sent to them, uh, that pretty much does away with any form of opposition that might still exist. So that's just one possible way that the globalists are seeking to get ahead of the opposition. I'm sure they're anticipating it. I'm sure they're expecting the moment when people begin to rise up together and unite. Um, social media is no longer a platform in which we can organize. It's not safe anymore. But people will find a way uh, by meeting in households, meeting in um, different places. And I'm sure right now they're orchestrating that response. So that's the end of my happy news for this week. And I apologize. It's been a rough week, a lot of rough information. But at the same time, we don't want to be caught unaware of what our adversary is up to in the world. The, you know, with the great opposition and great conflict comes great opportunity. More and more, our message of hope and life-changing power is going to become very relevant. And that's exciting. Even as this Luciferian agenda expands around us, people will be looking for hope. People will be looking for life and peace, and that can be found in Jesus Christ. So we have opportunities coming. We need to be ready for that as well. Thank you for joining me, and God bless you.